you never want to see your kid be in trouble. And he had been so successful in his life previously playing football at UNR. He was a starting center for three years. We had a great football time, my wife and I going to all of his games. Um, he got a degree from UNR. When he was married, he got his master's degree on a, online. And then you say, you know, what can go wrong with that? Well, everything. He came out brighter, more articulate. Um, I think the first thing he said to me is he, could, he picked up a book and he could read it all the way through and understand it and remember what he read. The changes happened within the first couple of weeks. It was... The testimonials that Epic Brain Centers of Reno provide are hard to believe. Some of the anecdotes include those who have been diagnosed with depression seeing positive results within just a few treatments. Other testimonials show people quickly recovering from conditions such as addiction and anxiety. Here is one person from the Brain Health Leadership Foundation's website. She speaks of her experience getting treated at Epic Brain Centers. Good sleep means so much. It, it's... I could tell a huge difference in my decision-making, and I'm making a lot of decisions every day. Um, Running a business, I could see a huge difference in the way that I'm doing everything now since I've been getting a good night's sleep, really good night's sleep. For This Week in Reno News, I am Bob Conrad with ThisIsReno.com. We are broadcasting on KWNK Community Radio at 97.7 FM and on your favorite podcast app. For today's show, I visited the Epic Brain Center's clinic in Reno. It is located in a nondescript medical office building near St. Mary's. The clinic and the technology it uses are potentially revolutionary. If this sounds difficult to believe... Similar brain health treatments are being conducted across the country, including at the Mayo Clinic. Those clinics are also reporting remarkable results. I spoke with the co-founder of Epic Brain Centers. His name is Jordan Scott. He was joined by Judy Kosterman, who is the co-founder of the foundation. Here are Judy and Jordan inside the Epic Brain Centers Clinic. So I'm the co-founder of something called the Brain Health Leadership Foundation, which is a nonprofit that's really about raising awareness of this science and its application, as well as doing training of physicians and technicians. And then we have also a, a sponsorship capacity through our foundation to help from donors receiving monies that can help to pay for patients who cannot cover this themselves. So that's where I sit. And you're on the clinical side there. Yeah, and I can answer that. Yeah. Um, and it, we, can, we can actually go in here and I'll do it in there. So yeah. we can close the lobby up. Uh, my name is Jordan Scott. I am a servant. Um, I serve patients here. I'm a co-founder of Epic Brain Centers and a neurotechnician. I have been working in this space for about 10 years. So uh, Epic Brain Centers is not that old, but uh, with patient contact and learning, uh, I'm just gonna take you through a tour. We, we have a lot of patients that call on the phone, what, you know, whether they're coming in for PTSD, addiction, whatever it looks like, they come in and they have no clue what to expect. So I get a really watered down version of what they can see, and it's these four steps, right? So um, we, are, we are standing in an EEG room. So the patient, of course, they would do intake paper, paperwork and all that, and uh, we would make sure that they're cleared to be able to do this. 
Um, and the first uh, room we're in is called an EEG, an electroencephalogram, and uh, which has been, uh, you know, it, it has been uh, FDA cleared for, I don't know, it's been around for like almost 100 years. But anyway, so, uh, so what we do is they would sit in this chair here and they would get an EEG recorded. It's a 10 minute recording. So um, the appointment time would be about 30 to 45 minutes. The patient would sit in a comfortable chair. We would put a cap on their head, an electro cap on their head. Um, and they would be sitting in with the uh, lights off in a, um, in a room like this, relaxed. And we would get a 10 minute recording. That's kind of the job of, of the neurotech position to get this whole thing started. Because everything starts with the reading of their brain. And then what you're reading, is it essentially the activity of the brain? Correct. Delta, theta, alpha, beta would be four to start with. We also do um, an EKG, which is for your heart. Um, um, but yeah, so basically what we'd be doing is we'd be getting data from the brain. It doesn't hurt. We use a little gel. It's just this nice little cat. looks like a swimmer's cat. And um, uh, uh, with the lights out, eyes closed, we'd get a 10-minute recording. Yeah, the brain, the brain has you know, been kind of this mysterious um, frontier where there wasn't a way to probe it, to see what was going on in there. And the EEG is one of the ways that we can learn what's going on between your ears. And once we get the data that's gathered from the EEG, it's fed into a cloud system where now there is an analysis that involves comparison to a normative database, uh, also includes algorithmic, um, work and and AI, so it's all a part of it. The AI, I would say, is really reflective of the pioneers' uh, intelligence itself. Is fed is part of how the analysis is actually done. So once that analysis takes place, it results in a report of the physician. You know, this is all medical uh, treatment center here, so physicians are involved and must be. Physician will go over a report with the patient. And in addition to everything they've learned about the brain and how it's working, the physician also at that point will have generated through the same analysis process a protocol if it's indicated with which to treat the brain of that individual patient. So all of the work here is personalized, individualized, done you know, patient by patient to direct the work of the treatment based and, on that. And you, so you, you've mentioned treatment, you've mentioned the word patient. Um, what are the common ailments that you're addressing here? Well, <laughs> since the, we, the, the brain obviously is kind of the control tower you know, of all things in terms of our human bodies. So when people come here, they're usually struggling with something. They don't come for no reason. They have reasons. But the range in the kinds of patients that have had this sort of treatment range from autistic children to Alzheimer's patients and many, many brain conditions in between. Anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress. I say to people all the time, when they ask, how can I treat this long list? We say, well, no, we only treat one thing. You know, the brain you know, is then involved in all the other kinds of diagnoses that might walk through the door. So this is perfect because me doing a tour here would be more of the watered down version of what the patient's gonna experience, sit in a chair, get a cap on, or Judy could really fill in, but between the both of us, we could really knock this out of the park. Um, because with the patient, a lot of them, uh, uh, they come in here and they 
have they're like, I want you to treat my PTSD or my autism or my addiction or, and they're only stuck on that. Um, where really, it's really hard every patient that comes in here to try and strip them of these labels and say, we're gonna treat your brain. So, um, so it'll be kind of hard to figure this out, you know, how we do this, but um, um, you know, if they're an autistic child comes in here, they really only want to hear about that, that's all they care about, and so we just kind of stick it towards that. So I, these tours change from patient to patient. Uh, so what's getting back to the watered-down version is we've, if we call this EEG, this record, 10-minute recording, if we called it a picture of your brain, so after we've gotten this 10-minute recording of their brain, um, uh, and then it's gone up to the cloud. They, this is a procedure, a medical procedure, and we have um, a few different doctors here, but um, they would have to sit down with a physician, with our, um, you know, uh, one of our doctors here, and we have a beautiful conference room, which you'll see in a little bit, and they would sit down with however many, we encourage them to bring their family members, or, you know, as many people as they want to be involved with the process, and they would sit down and get a, it's like a 20-page report on their brain, and the doctor would explain um, everything going on. Which usually, I, I was a patient that saved my life years ago. Um, that's why I will never stop doing this work. But um, when I got my EEG in 2013, um, uh, I knew what I was coming in for, but when the doctor, which was Dr. Yi Jin, shared with me what was going on, I finally felt at peace because I wasn't crazy, so to speak. And what he was telling me was things that I had been feeling by looking at all these squiggly lines, right? So, um, so our patients will now, um, what, what do you usually say, affirming, alarming, and affirming? Yeah, those are the patients all the time following an EEG that you know, my EEG was both affirming because it really is, is the report is saying exactly what I'm experiencing and feeling, so I didn't imagine all of this, but it's also alarming, you know, that I'm feeling the way I am and dealing with the kinds of scenarios that brought me through the door. So those are the two words we hear often here, and that's, those are good. Yeah, we want, we want both those things to happen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so after they've gotten their report, um, you know, we have here as a, from the patient's perspective is, you know, we have a payment for that. Um, right now we are not um, in the insurance space yet. It's mostly cash pay. And so patients have paid so much money to, to get that information. And then they can sit with the doctor and discuss if this is something, if they would want to continue and get EMBP treatment. EMBP is electromagnetic brain pulse. That is Dr. Jen's latest protocol that came out in 2020, 2021. And uh, that's what we do here at Epic Brain Centers. Um, so if they discuss with the doctor and they decide, hey, this is, this is right for, for us and our family, then we would start them into treatment. And I'd like to walk you into that treatment room. Let's do it. And, and as we're walking, what would this cost me if I wanted to sign up for this? So uh, for uh, our cost for services here, uh, $750 would get the patient, um, uh, the consultation visit with the doctor, an EEG, an electroencephalogram, the report with all the data, and a 45-minute um, time space with a doctor face-to-face -to, -face to go over. And, and through that process, and too, uh, if... Uh, if a protocol is indicated in that evaluation, it will have been created. 
and yes. and the doctor's able then to present what the protocol would look like if the patient wanted to move forward. And then treatment is how frequent? So, so go ahead. Um, so that's what we're going to get into right now. Let's say, so I have so a... You just booted up a machine here. Yes, this is a transcranial magnetic not uh, available device. on eBay, I assume. No. No, 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 no. This is a pretty powerful machine. Um, and uh, here, hang on. Let me, I'm going to get a John Doe for you. I do have, like, um, a little fake patient here that we can let you hear it and go through the whole process with you. There's a lot going on in here. A lot of lives are saved in this room. Uh, which I can show you. So essentially, of. are you sort of realigning the brain activity, brain waves? I, I, I mean, I'm obviously yeah, that's I'm not a. That's where we're going with this. Yeah, um, you're trying to get everything working so more I have, cohesively. Uh, yeah, and I have analogies for days. Judy is going to explain probably the best way to do it. But if if you want to, once again, my patients are coming from all different levels. Um, whether they're stuck in addiction, or it's a police officer for our city here, um, or they're suffering from PTSD. Yeah, you know we. Struggling in those ways. Yeah, um, uh, I lost my train of thought there, but um, uh, I, I usually try and you know once again water it way down, and you know we we can use the. Uh, um, you know, I, I talk about myself a lot because I can. I can talk about me as a patient, you know, due to HIPAA, I don't want to talk about my patients. But um, um, for me, when I looked at my EEG, to me it was kind of explained as if um, all my different lobes were communicating at different speeds and at different frequencies, right? And so let's say if all my different lobes were speaking different languages, right? And uh, and you're talking about the lobes of your brain. Lobes of my brain, my frontal cortex, my you know temporal lobe, my parietal lobe, all this. And I'm just kind of breaking it down for you, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's all communication within the brain and how it communicates with itself. Um, so for me, it was like they were all speaking different languages and at different volumes. So basically, it was a bunch of noise. Uh, I'm a drug addict. Um, I, this, this treatment um, came into my life um, and uh, made it for made it from me getting from uh, Jordan stuck in addiction to sober Jordan that you see today made it possible in just three treatments. And you you own this business? This is uh, yes. Oh, wow. I'm a co-founder. Okay. Um, and and three treatments. Uh, yes, three treatments of an older protocol in 2013 mm -hmm. is my sobriety date. I did get more treatments. Okay. So my story is a very long, uh, a whole nother story. But um, so when I talk about noise and everything from an addict's perspective, my brain was always screaming at me to pick up another drink or to, you know, impulse control, all these different things. Um, so when I got treatment, I kind of think of it, and I'm just using analogies here, is that we were like, okay, we're all going to speak English, and we're going to speak at this volume, maybe a seven, instead of Chinese and, you know, all these different languages going on to where the, co the communication wasn't working. So, like, I have so many different analogies, but that's kind of the way to make it. She will give you more of the science on it. Um, um, but th that would be the kind of training all the different loves to communicate at the same same frequency, same time. Um, and the, uh, to answer your question is, if, uh, which you had asked way earlier, 
so the so the family or the patient has talked to the doctor and they said, you know what, this really fits. I, I want to avoid using medication. Maybe I'll give this a whirl, give this a try for my anxiety, let's say, um, and uh, or depression or wh whatever they're coming in for, right? We'll be able to see that on the EEG. Um, but going, stepping back a little bit, what yeah. they think they're coming in for may not be. Good point. So Well, you've made the point. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, so... Um, Yes, yeah, so we're going to learn a lot in their EEG, just kind of like looking at a broken arm. Right? I have ADHD. Well, actually, you have Depression some other or stuff. Something. Yes, yeah. uh, or this is all really anxiety. You're not depressed. Right. You know, right. um, uh, we just use it as a tool to kind of go to see what's going. On. Like for me, I'm a drug addict, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have issues. I'm not performing well because of my um, substance abuse issues. Yet the real problem is my anxiety, my depression, my impulse control. These are all the real problems. I'm just, I have an awesome solution and that's using cocaine and alcohol. So it's presenting as drug addiction, but the that's root, the way the I, root, I mean, the world the would see a drug are, addict. Yeah, the root causes are something. Now looking back, you know, yeah. nine years of sobriety later, I it's very clear to me, and the EEG shows it too, what was going on from six-year-old Jordan to here, you know, I was 33 when I had this treatment was introduced to me. Um, but uh, so if you do decide to, if the patient does decide to get this treatment, um, answering your question from way back was, uh, they would do a protocol. Right? And the protocol would be um, kind of like a prescription from the, with, with no drugs, but a prescription from the doctor would be two weeks. So it's 10 treatments. Mm -hmm. So you would get that, origi uh, that original EEG, you would get 10 treatment consecutive, uh, where this clinic is closed on weekends. So it would be Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday. Um, hopefully they didn't miss too many days. Um, and it's only a 30-minute treatment a day our time slots here at Epic Brain Center, so every 45 minutes. Um, and that's what I'm gonna show you here with this John Doe, is they would sit in a chair um, like this here. Um, at this point, they had already spoken with the doctor. The doctor has given them an order um, because this is all under that doctor's care. Um, and then we can proceed with treatment. Um, after they've done two weeks of treatment, they would get another EEG and go back into the um, with the doctor and the family, and they would get another report and they would compare the results. Um, in uh, the cases here, patients are already feeling better by the time they get in there, but then they can see the results and see if they need to continue or not. Patients can go for four to six weeks here, depending on what they're coming in for. What's your efficacy like? Um does everyone respond? Does everyone respond See, the same? See, this one I'll have to be really careful with. The, if the mic was off, I would probably say it differently. Then uh, how can I answer this? Because I know what I want to say. I mean, I mean, the facts are. The reality of this treatment is no one gets worse. People only get better. And um, we're taking the brains from the what we learned through the EEG. We're looking at particularly four different brainwave categories, each of which have a, a purpose for the, and, a, and a frequency range in which they work to do things that are really important to your existence. Some of them are very low frequency brainwaves, which you would want to see if you, we did an EEG in the middle of the night and you were sleeping, we'd want to see that. If we are doing an EEG in the morning, we want to see uh, your wake, in your waking hours, we're going to want to see alpha wave 
peaking. That's frontal lobe activity that you can make decisions and control impulse and and function in a cognitive way. And and then there are brain waves that are very high that are where anxiety lives or low where depression lives. So all of those brain waves have functions and purposes, but you can't live in any one of them. You need to have that anxiety, that kind of a brainwave, if you're at the start of an Olympic race. You better have some of that and better be laser-focused, head on a swivel, sometimes they say in a military scenario. Yeah, those are valuable to you there, but you can't live there 24-7. And um, so we're looking at all of those different kinds of conditions of, of brain waves. And in this protocol, we're trying to gently nudge using transcranial magnetic stimulation that's personalized to you, nudge those brain waves into their normal ranges. It's yes. so when they get out of normal range that you have symptoms. And that's what we'll see in that EEG, that they're in range, they're out of range. How far out of range are there? Are they in scientific terms, you know, what is the standard, how many standard deviations are you away from normal for that? Those will be the indications as to scientifically in brainwave terms why you're feeling what you're feeling, anxious, depri- you know, depressed, or, or whatever that might be. So we're just working to nudge things back into optimal range. And when we do that, people only get better. So everyone improves, yes, but perhaps that improvement level may vary. Exactly, yes. exactly. Depends okay. on how you come in, right? Okay. Yeah. How far out of range, you know, are those brain waves when you arrive, and what are the symptoms you're experiencing, and how long might it take for them to be back into their optimal functional ranges, and that may take a little longer depending on the condition you come in with. Yeah. So a, a good way to explain that would be from a patient's perspective, right, um, without name dropping, we have a professional athlete that comes in, right, um, would be different than Jordan coming, the, the uh, uh, substance We're all abuse. individuals. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, where I could look at, you know, this professional athlete's brain and be like, wow, that, that, you know, that is very efficient, where they're not seeing the pitch of the 98 mile an hour flying ball coming at them and not being able to react in time like they used to. You know, they've been in the game for so long and making decisions and now they feel off, right? To what you and I would be like, that's awesome. That, you know, they're very on, but they're off. Um, so we can do that and get it back to what their normal is, which is probably much higher than yours and mine, right? And um, so you have that where someone, where the Jordan that walked in that my I'm so off of my normal. So it's, it's really hard to judge where they're coming from because we treat, incredibly, we can treat so many different types of people because... Why, why isn't you like it, to say if you have a brain, you might qualify. Yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> so why, why isn't this more mainstream? And, and why, why don't we have these on every street corner? If, if what you're saying is true, and I, I, there's no reason for me to doubt that. Um, I think I told you I got my own thing on Amazon that obviously not nearly as scientific as this um, or targeted um, to what you do but um, well I'll just give you an example I, I put the thing on in the spots they said if you feel like you're awake but really need to go to sleep and I kid you not I didn't last 10 minutes with this one little device with these 
two yeah, things on. Place you're talking about. Yeah, it's the, it's one you get on. And there's a, a couple of yeah. them, and and um, and I'm not saying that that's exactly the same thing, but my experience was, it knocked me out, and I was, and I'm very skeptical about stuff like this, and I was like, whoa. Well, you should get an yeah, I think I might. <laughs> um, actually, actually, um, to, before you write what you may write, yeah. you should have the experience, mm-hmm. and I know, and it would be up to Jordan as to whether he might offer you that. But I would guess yeah. he might yeah. here at the center, but since he's the owner of the center, um, sure, I don't mind paying for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, um, I think you would. I'd have to save up a little bit. You'd but have I'll, a, I'll, yeah. have kind of an inside-out experience with it. Yeah, because it wouldn't. Um, we, I mean, we've had judges here that work right over there that said, well, we'll find out if this is snake oil or not. And they're, you know, I get it, you know, right. so to actually experience it, it's the loved one. Did they find out if it was snake oil? I, well, I'll introduce you to Jeff Hadwick in a little bit. Okay. In here, <laughs> um, uh, who they gave him an opportunity to get um, an older technology treatment and he has five years clean and he's our employee. Wow. So, and, uh, this he was in prison? You said? Yeah, I said he's not in prison yeah, he was <laughs> today. At, like 10 years or something like that. Oh, wow. But this was that, what was that judge's name? It was uh, a sentencing hearing at the time in district court. Yeah. So, so back to my question, why isn't this more mainstream? Yeah, and, and why, why do we not have yeah. these in every doctor's be office? Blunt, be because, um, <laughs> you are being recorded. Yeah, I think I think that um, well, there's a there is a progression of science, right? right. And in everything that ultimately becomes an available um, medical kind of protocol and experience, and we're sort of in that progression. And the brain has been sort of the last frontier. I mean, how do we learn what's going on in the brain in a physiological way? that allows us to then treat it, and then what do we do to treat that? So that's been a pretty recent phenomenon. Uh, The fact that... um, You said 2008? TMS, this device that you're looking at, which is called a TMS device, and they've been on, uh, in the medical market, FDA cleared since 2008, and it uses uh, magnetic resonance, Mm -hmm. uh, the same technology that's under an MRI to image, Mm A TMS device uses that technology to stimulate uh, neurons. And the original use of it was simply focused on depression. Uh, the gadget that you're talking about probably was some specifically focused on sleep. That's what they were looking at, seeing how they could make some kind of change to that. So a TMS, it was treatment-resistant depression. And so this device was used to give somebody a... 10 hertz zap, left dorsal prefrontal cortex, to kind of zap them out of depression that hadn't been helped through pharma. Two rounds, I think, were required originally in the original uh, FDA clearance for that device. That treatment was delivered initially at 120% of motor threshold. Now, that's not really a comfortable way to receive anything when it's above your motor threshold. So, But that was the original protocol and use of a TMS device for depression. And it went into the medical market with clearance as a um, no-risk, low-risk medical device. Right. Today, in this place, the first thing that's done is EEG to determine exactly how specifically that TMS device might be used in your case with your frequency fingerprint, with what's going on between your ears, which will be different from everybody else on the planet, and uh, to use this device in a very specifically... Um, pinpoint precision kind of way 
At the same time as we use it, historically that first protocol was repetitive stimulation, like a cadence drumbeat. Mm -hmm. Today, we've learned that your brain doesn't actually work that way. Just like we've learned that heart rate has variability, so do brain waves. They don't beat like drums, either one of them. So here, we now have the capacity to mirror the what we call interperiod variation of the brainwave pattern and treat you according to that. And that has allowed us to go from being working with some things like epilepsy, which uh, would have been a contraindication to this repetitive stimulation because such repetition might create a seizure. Um, although this particular protocol is less causal to a seizure than most video games, which always have a warning on the box about that too, right? Um, but today, now the treatment has become a stochastic model, not repetitive model, so that we can treat a wider range of conditions. And there's a video that Jordan's going to show you that is yeah, right yeah, in that Before way. we do that, I'll let you hear it. So this is a John Doe. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so this would be John Doe's has gotten his EEG, and this is his protocol, okay? Mr. John Doe here. Um, uh, there's a countdown. Count he would be sitting here, so he can't see this, obviously. Go tell him to close his eyes. So that is a train. Each session is 30 minutes. So there would be about 30 trains in one session. So one a minute? Correct. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. For more about Epic Brain Centers, visit them online at epicbraincenters.com. That's it for this week in Reno News. If you like the show, please give us a review on your favorite podcast player. It really does help the show. And also visit us online at thisisreno.com for daily Reno news.